Welcome, friends, to episode number five of the Engineering Quality Control Podcast, a podcast focused on helping engineering professionals ensure that their projects are of the highest quality. The show will provide strategies and concepts to help ensure that you can address quality control on all of your projects. I am your host, Brian Wagner, a licensed professional engineer, and in this episode of the Quality Control Podcast, talk about the five-part framework for quality control and discuss the fourth aspect of this framework known as action. So let's jump right in. So before we dive completely into the action step or the action aspect of the framework, I want to regroup and recap the first three steps of the GREAT framework, G-R-E-A-T. And G stands for gather. It's second nature for a lot of us that are experienced professionals, but those that may be new may need to be reminded that the first step in doing a quality review or any kind of review or even design for that matter is to emphasize determining what the expectations are and understanding what they will impact and what the impact they will have on the finished deliverable. Things like jurisdiction, state, federal, local regulations, client expectations, firm standards, all of that information really needs to be wrapped up and accessible to the reviewer and the design team. The design team needs to communicate with the reviewer what the expectations are. Once that phase is completed, we move into a review phase. This is where a lot of people think that the review begins, but it's really the second step, the second phase of the framework. And the review is when you're looking for technical errors, you're looking for things that are just wrong, but also you're asking questions or coming up with ideas. And maybe because you're looking at this with a fresh perspective, a fresh set of eyes, you may have questions, things that are not clear to you, things that you see that can be improved upon. That is all key aspect of the review phase. Now, so often we think about, we review, we address the comments. We review, we address the comments. But there's a critical interim step in that process, and that is an evaluation phase. This is especially important when you have multiple disciplines, multiple facets, different aspects of the design team, from senior staff to junior staff, project managers, different engineers and different disciplines, it's really important to pause for a second after the review, before you start addressing comments and diving deep into answering all of those questions, is to evaluate what the comments are and what changes actually need to be made. Maybe there are things that don't need to be addressed right now. Maybe they have already been answered or been explained, but maybe it wasn't completely clear. And we want to make sure that the expectations that were set forth in the gather phase are carried through the entire project to that finished deliverable. And that's really an important step to the evaluate phase. So that's episodes two, three, and four. I invite you to go back and listen to them if you haven't, and really just kind of wrap your head around this process that I'm trying to explain. And as I said, the acronym for the five-part framework is GREAT, G-R-E-A-T. Let's produce great work, great deliverables, great drawings, great designs. And in this episode, I want to talk about action because that is the A of the GREAT framework. So we gather, we review, we evaluate, and then we take action. We take action to address comments, 
fix those technical errors, fix the things that are just wrong. If two and two did not equal four, then you need to make sure it equals four. It's fixing inverts, crossings, conflicts, clearances, spacing, grading, water that would have to run uphill to drain. All of those technical and even fundamental aspects of civil engineering and making sure that information is completely accurate to the best of our abilities. Now, the other aspect of this is answering those questions, adding supplemental information to the plans, to the deliverable, whatever it may be, so that you are producing the best solution to the problem, the best solution for the client, and making it as clear and concise as you possibly can for whoever the end user is. As I've mentioned before, and I'll continue to mention it, civil engineering is a service-based industry, but it's not just a client purchasing your knowledge and expertise. It's so much more. They're purchasing a -a one-of-a-kind, unique product that they will then use in some way. Maybe it's just to make decisions. Maybe it's to build a subdivision. Maybe it's to build a sewer interceptor. Maybe it's to build a new highway, a bridge, a road. Anything that falls within the the wide range of civil engineering, that deliverable is a -a one-of-a-kind product. Just like when you go to the store and you buy a pair of socks or a new set of dishes, they have a use, they have a purpose, and you're buying a -a one-of-a-kind, unique, never can really ever be used on any other project site. Even if you tried to apply the exact same building to a different site, there are constraints and there will be changes almost guaranteed. And that's when we get into the action phase. We start working on these and addressing these comments, addressing the questions. We're trying to improve that finished product. As I mentioned back, I believe in the gather episode number two about when I reviewed a plan and I looked at it and I did not understand what the purpose of the plan was. It was because the expectations hadn't been conveyed to me about what we were doing and that the plans were not conveying to the next person, the next user what was actually being done. We continue to improve and address those issues. Now, as we do that, we can't just go and send out or submit the deliverable. In general, we should be re-reviewing, re-evaluating, and then re-actioning and continue to repeat the REA phases of the five-part framework for as long as we possibly need to so that we can produce the best finished product. And as you work through the reviews, maybe it's the second review, the third review, depending on the complexities, depending on the challenges and the the issues that were found during the review and addressed in the evaluate phase, you may go through this two, three, four, five times. But you're going to reach a point where you're maybe spinning wheels, where you can make it as best as you can, and you're ready to deliver the deliverable. And that is when you finish the action phase because the last step of the action phase is to deliver the deliverable. Now, there's not a lot I can say about taking action and addressing comments, doing the best you can. And as you work through those comments, those people that are working on improving the deliverable that's now been reviewed at least once should also be asking questions and making sure that we're still reaching the goal line that we all intended to meet. And as we talk about this framework, I want to emphasize that getting through these first four phases, the first four aspects of this framework, is not just a give me. It's not something that you can just assume will happen. 
implementing, enforcing, and using this framework or any kind of structure that you implement into your process, your plans, in your design, even into your career, requires you to make an effort to apply yourself and work towards this. I was thinking about this. I was talking to some high school students, and I was talking about the framework because while the framework was designed and and kind of inspired by creating high-quality deliverable, this can also be applied to your career and the decision-making steps that you as an individual may be making. You want to gather up and make sure you have all of the information. You want to review the options. You want to evaluate and maybe not make a knee-jerk reaction and then take action. And you can apply that to maybe choosing a job, choosing your career, how you go about your life. This framework can be much bigger than just producing high-quality deliverables in the civil engineering world, in the engineering world. So I would challenge you to make an effort, try, and see where things go. Now, for me, working through the action phase and working through this entire process, and specifically the action phase, is because this is what the opportunity you have when you work with your staff and you engage with a design team, your senior staff, your junior staff, your clients, even your reviewers that are reviewing it from government agencies for compliance with ordinances. You have that opportunity to engage. And I want to give you three points of appreciation. Now, I like to think that I'm not that old, but I don't have a TikTok account. It's never really interested me. I kind of stick to LinkedIn for my main business emphasis, social media, though I do have a personal Instagram and a Facebook account. But TikTok's something that I really haven't gotten into. And one of my colleagues, one of the people that I actually went to high school with, we worked together for a while. He shared a video the other day on LinkedIn, and it was a TikTok from Tim Cusano. And I think I pronounced his name correctly, but we'll link to this in the show notes. But Tim Cusano had a 50-second video, and it really hit home to him. He shared it on LinkedIn, and it hit home to me. And I wanted to share this with you. And what he says in this video on TikTok was, who appreciate the effort behind the ask. Appreciate the effort behind the ask. So as you were the reviewer, you either require changes because maybe you're the professional that's going to ultimately sign, seal, and certify this work. You're asking for changes to be made. You're asking for questions to be clarified. What effort goes into that? Is that a five-minute change? A five-hour change? or even a five-day change? Is it something that has a domino effect that just trickles down and continues to affect different aspects of the project, different aspects of the contract, the budget, but appreciate the effort and emphasis behind the ask, behind what you are asking of your staff? Now, the second point of this is to appreciate the significance of each staff member, each person on the team, and what they bring to the team, and this relationship that you can create with them. In my life, I like helping people. I like engaging with people. I have a public safety and a professional engineering background. I grew up in the volunteer fire service. My brother is a firefighter. I have family that are law enforcement, family that are firefighters, nurses, doctors. Helping people is in my blood. I've come to recognize this relationship that I've kind of fostered 
over the years with each staff member that I work with because I know what they do well. I know also, more importantly, where they struggle. And I've seen them be very happy because I didn't have any comments on their work. And I've seen them very angry, frustrated, and disappointed when I maybe asked a very simple question that changes everything on a project. Appreciate the significance of each of those people and appreciate the relationship that you can grow with them through this process of working with mentoring, coaching, helping, and reviewing plans and deliverables. Now, if you're not the person quite yet in your career that's making these reviews, appreciate the relationships you can create with those that are mentoring you, are helping you. And the third aspect of this, and these three points of appreciation I just want to share with you today, and that is to appreciate the value of the finished deliverable and what it brings to the table, what it provides your client, what it does for our industry, and the impact that it can and does have on the world. The work that we do in the engineering community, engineering industry, is valuable. Appreciate it. Have some confidence in it. So now I want to transition to the Power of Experience segment. Provide some insight and maybe a specific learning point aha moment that I had earlier today, actually. So I'm going on vacation next week with my family, and we needed to buy some shoes for my kids, six and nine years old. And I actually picked up a pair of shoes the other day for myself. And when we were shopping with my kids, they were pressing my patience because it was after work, but before dinner, and we were trying to try on shoes and make decisions, and that's a challenge. But I noticed something. And I thought about something because my daughter actually picked up the same exact shoes that I bought a few days ago, but they were in her size. But the price difference was not that significant. So the shoes I bought were $55. The shoes she brought me, which were size two versus my size 10 and a half, her size two shoes were $50. They were about half the size, really. But it made me think for a second. It made me realize, actually... As I looked at all the boxes of shoes on the shelves, I said, well, that doesn't make sense. Why are shoes that are essentially half the size of my shoes, not half the price of my shoes? But as I thought about it, I realized that they shouldn't be. The quality of the work is the same. The steps in the process are the same. The effort that goes into it is the same. The marketing, the transportation, the distribution is all of the same. And really, the only difference is the material. Yeah, there's less material to the shoe, less rubber or leather and vinyl or whatever else is in shoes, right? The boxes are a little bit smaller. So yeah, you can pack and stack more on a pallet and put more into a truck. But really, the cost is the same with the exception of the materials. And the value is absolutely the same because the effort is the same. So as you go through your career and as you work on these projects and you contribute to this industry, you contribute to your employer and you have a fulfilling and prosperous career, recognize the value that you as an individual bring and don't sell yourself short. As you progress through your career, yes, your income in theory would increase because you're adding experience. But the value that you offer, whether it's your first day of work or your 5,000th day of work is the same. You're contributing to solving that problem and producing the best quality product 
possibly can in your career and in life. So carry on, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. So as I wrap up today, please remember that you can find the show notes for this episode and all episodes at engineeringqualitycontrol.com. Just look for episode number five for today. There you'll find a summary of the points discussed, as well as links to Tim Cassano's TikTok page and the specific video that I mentioned, along with three points of appreciation. Until next time, friends, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. 